everybody. Happy Friday. We are back with a brand new episode of TGIF. We're here to spill the tea and break down the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So sit back, relax, and get ready for this hot tea. Um, again, it's Friday, so please put your little messy questions in the chat, and we, our producers will get the questions to us, and we'll ask them at the end of the show. Please welcome Al Reynolds. What's up, Al? Hey, what's going on, Claudia? Out here in Vegas, making donations to these casinos. <laughs> what, what you mean? You lost? Did I? Oh no, that means you lost a lot. I mean, well, you know, I'm at Sundance, so um, there are no casinos here, but I have a lot of premieres to go to and a lot of good panels and all of that great stuff to attend, as well as the parties, because you know, I can't miss a good party. Uh, we know that. All right, well, have fun out there, get us some good footage and good pictures. Absolutely. Be without there. Say it again. Be without there. Oh, I'm by myself, but I'm a guest of Audible. Okay. All right. All right. Please welcome Funky Dineva. What's up, Q? What's going on, everybody? Happy Friday. How your guts doing today, Q? They they, they holding on, honey. They holding on. <laughs> I, I, I just ordered me some wonton soup uh, that's on the way from uh, Postmates because y'all know it don't take much to upset my stomach. So I'm going to soup it out this weekend and get my, my digestive tract back on track. Somebody said in the comments, they were like, Funky just had a colonic, and then he went and had all that greasy food, and then, of course, he's going to have that, those, those issues. Like, you needed to wait a little while. I didn't know. I, I didn't know, y'all. I'm, I'm, I'm new. I am new. Listen, new I am unlocking my better self from the inside <laughs> out, and this is new to me. What, 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 what is new to you? I mean, we've been all... The colonics. The colonics. Like, I didn't know what it you know the side effects okay so what are you not supposed to eat after a certain in a certain time span y yeah you, you you're supposed to kind of ease back into hard food you're supposed to eat very very easy to digest foods um because you are when you're doing a colonic flushing out all the good bacteria and everything from your digestive tract but I'm not gonna blame it on the. I'm not gonna blame it on the colonic. My stomach just be got a mind of its own. Child. You you misjudged. You you thought you thought yeah. it was a shark. You thought it was a, a fart. Yeah, was yeah, so, yeah. Oh, oh okay. gosh, here we go. All right, questions in the comments for us, please, on the YouTube chat. And okay, uh, I know Al, you got Sundance, but anybody plans for the weekend? Anything uh, going on? Anything else? Uh, I'm chilling this weekend. I don't. I, this is one of those weeks that's been kind of long, and I just I feel haggardly worn out, spent back to back, used. So I just want to lay down and rest. Okay, Al. Well, I know you got a bunch of parties to go to. Yeah, you know there is one that I want to see in particular. You know, the Sundance is also you know doing a lot of diversity and inclusivity. So I do want to see that panel that has uh, Coleman Domingo on it because you know he's an actor and a writer and a director. So I do want to see that panel of all of those particular directors and writers of color that they're going to have. So yeah, definitely Saturday. I hope I can sneak into that and figure it out. Okay. Speaking of directors, I'm going to be flying to L.A. in the morning to support my best friend, Annie Alonza. She's one of the stars of the movie Fear that Deion Taylor uh, and his wife, Roxanne, produced. I cannot wait to see it and directed it. Cannot wait to see that. And um, Terrence Shea, T.I., a bunch of people. So that's going down tomorrow in L.A. 
Um, Annie, that's your lesbian lover, right? (laughs) That's my best friend. I'm not in the community like Mm -hmm. y'all. Y'all watch them best friends, child. Them them best friends. I'm the least gay (laughs) of all my friends. Like they always say, Claudia won't even change around us. She faces the wall (laughs) and she's so modest around us. And I'm really like that. But that's kind of funny. I cringe when you say that because I couldn't even imagine this in my best <laughs> All right, y'all. Let's get into the show with you wild freaky boys. Um, Alec Baldwin will be charged with involuntary manslaughter for the fatal shooting of cinematographer Helena Hutchins that happened on the set of that film, Russ. Remember that? It was crazy. Now, the charges were announced yesterday against him as well as the movie's armorer, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed. Uh, they will both be charged with two counts of involuntary manslaughter. Now, the first charge is a fourth-degree felony with a sentence of up to 18 months in jail and a $5,000 fine. The second charge is a fourth-degree felony punishable by up to 18 months in jail and up to a $5,000 fine. And the second charge also has added firearms enhancement with a mandatory five-year prison sentence, I think this is this is wow. This is insane. Uh, Al, what are your thoughts on this updated story? You know what, Claudia? This is just this is just sad and unfortunately unfortunate rolled up in one. You know, Alec Baldwin is like a Hollywood icon. Um, you know, everybody enjoys working with him. He's been very successful. And what I don't understand is, you know, he partnered with the family. He was sued in a civil lawsuit of the wrongful death. They did settle. He did settle with the husband. He even made the husband a executive producer on the film so that he'll get another income stream in addition to what they settled for the wrongful death. And this district attorney in New Mexico has decided that she doesn't care that he has settled it with the family but in fact in the state of new mexico when you behave like this that she's going to charge you so she's charging him with involuntary manslaughter under that statute under unintentional killings because she said that he uh, practiced gross negligence so even though someone else gave him the gun and told him that the gun was cold it was his responsibility in her opinion to check to, to check the gun and make sure that the gun was in fact cold before pointing it at someone and firing it um real quick i'm going to say this i've worked on films and i've worked on films where i had to use a gun it is not the actor's responsibility to check for that. That's what the, the technician on set is there for, the expert. They have gun safety rules. They're supposed to check all of that. It has nothing to do with the actor. The actor is supposed to act and, 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 and uh, execute his role. That is supposed to be taken care of before you, you even get to set. I, I cannot believe that she was able, she's doing this. I cannot believe yeah, it's, it's a, that you, as you know, Claudia, that's the big controversy because she's saying that he still had a responsibility, even though Dave Hall, the assistant director is the one that handed him the gun and told him that it was cold. Dave, Wynn was questioned by the prosecutor, by the district attorney said that, oh, well, okay, well, I forgot to check all the guns. It shouldn't even have had a bullet. Like usually they have blanks in the guns. I, I, I worked on a set where I got hit with the blank, a shell in my face, it burnt my face, but no bullet should be in the gun. Q, what do you think about this story? You know, I think it's unfortunate. I, um, it was an accident, right? And, and I know that if it was your family member, you probably wouldn't want to hear that. You don't care that it's an accident. Somebody's head needs to roll. Um, I don't know. It 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 is unfortunate, but it does make me feel good when Al reveals that most of the charges are fifth degree felonies with up to 18 months in prison time. 
Um, I'm a little worried about the five year one, but at least the one with 18, if that's the maximum punishment and he may not get the maximum, um, this person's life won't be turned upside down forever. Um, I don't think any reasonable jury is going to find this person guilty with this crime because it was an accident and it sucks. And it just feels like outside of the uh, civil money that they got, that if the family wants any type of justice, that they're probably going to have to take it up with God. Well, I think that I feel like the justice was given when they settled with him for him you know, killing her. I, something in my gut is telling me that, you know, this these types of incidents in these types of states, this, this is a district attorney's opportunity to become famous and, and to actually get their name put in law books. And I, I just feel like something in the core of me is saying that this district attorney for the state of New Mexico is making an example of Alex Baldwin. And I'm not necessarily sure that that's 100% fair on his part. It's so sad how corrupt these people can be that have so much power that can actually change a lot of people's lives for the worse. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, the fact that these people are able to, you know, use this opportunity and seize upon it and use this as a, a, a name maker, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 and that's their motivation, not actual justice. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll keep y'all posted on the story because I know we'll definitely be following up with this. All right, child, the artist behind the much talked about Dr. King and Coretta Scott King sculpture, Hank Willis Thomas, has spoken out and he said he has no plans to change the piece of art. Thomas appeared on CNN and when he was asked by Don Lemon if he had any plans on modifying or changing the work of art, if it was requested, he said, I mean, by who? Because this was a piece that was selected by the people of Boston. This is not a Hank that just came out and, and, and put something out there. Now, thousands of people worked on this. Thousands of people actually put it together. Uh, Thomas continued, and to bring that to the King's legacy and to dictate the making of art and the celebration of them is really strange for me. Um, I was surprised to see this was a brother. Okay, A, one. And two, uh, uh, Q, what are your thoughts on his response? And do you think he should modify the sculpture? What did you think about the sculpture? You know what? This is one of those things where I tried to be level-headed as possible. And I recognize the fact that I would never fit into like the New York art scene. I would never fit into the art gallery scene because all of that stuff be looking like a heap of junk to me, right? So because that's kind of my outtake on things, I was like, uh, I mean, I guess... But just being an everyday layman walking through the city, I think that the statue should have represented Martin and Coretta in a non-abstract way. I shouldn't have to look at the little placard in front of it to look down and see what this thing is actually about. Um, So I I honestly think it missed the mark. Um, If we are going to memorialize Martin Luther King, then he needs to stand just as tall and recognizable as all these Robert E. Lee statues that are across the U.S. and in Mount Rushmore and every doggone thing else. Like for $10 million, we need to know upon first glance that that's Martin and Coretta. Um, all in all, despite the fact that I'm not trying to be artsy and I know I'm not artsy, that statue looked like a heap of junk. I I, I didn't like either. Al, did you like it? I'm going to have to disagree with the two of you. First of all, um, 
you know, like we all have said, it, it took five years to make. It wasn't something that was just singularly decided because Hank wanted this. The citizens of Boston wanted this. Like the like Hank said, it was a an entire process. People approved, reapproved, chose, rechose, and redecided and structured this from inception to completion. So it was white. I feel like for you for you to ask an artist because artists are very creative and very sensitive for you to ask an artist who put five years and 10 million dollars into a sculpture to then modify it i think it's just absolutely degrading to them as a sculpture and as an artist i think that we will you know this moment would pass as we you know, try to digest the perversion perspective and we're going to over the time over time really understand how incredible this piece of art will symbolize the king legacy down the road al screw offending him and his his damn legacy that it's offensive to dr king's legacy that statue is well, a that, that's, that's your junk. that's your opinion and that's you your can't opinion. tell me that that statue was commissioned by the, N the, the NAACP chapter of Boston <laughs> or the Martin Luther King board of Boston. Absolutely, this, Q. This we, we, we know that we know that the oldest, we know that Martin Luther King. Check. No, that's they, they, they must ain't got no, no real don't, black people in Boston. Don't, don't, they don't, did. don't do that, Q. Don't do that, Q. We can't make it up now. We know that Martin Luther King Jr. himself, the son of Martin Luther King, approved it. We know did that he? he had nothing but positive but he's seen, He got dementia. He got dementia. Boy, cut it out. <laughs> okay, let me just jump in here and say something about this. Um, uh, I'm from that area. I'm from Rhode Island. is about 36 miles away from Boston. My brother lives in Boston. There are a few black people out there, especially in Roxbury and Dorchester and downtown. There's a few of us out there. Um, it could be gone through all kinds of approvals uh, from the boards or whatever. But from what I'm hearing, people don't like it that are there. The average person does not like it there. And it we can have an opinion on art because that's why it's art, right? Like Al can love it. Q can hate it. I can feel like, eh. We are supposed to give our opinions on this, right? I think it's horrible. And a place such as Boston has a, such a reputation for racism. Leave no uh, doubts in anyone's mind that this was what a really good attempt what it was. You know, put the same effort you put into the aquarium that's amazing in Boston. Put the same effort you put into the tunnels that's in Boston. I don't know anyone that said they liked it besides Al. I haven't heard a lot of people like I, Al. I know you respect this artist and all that, and that's fine. And it's, I can't criticize you for liking you. Like what you like, but I'm, I, I, it looked like crap. It looked like a penis. It looked like Dookie, and I it would it look. Uh, I want to see it and be like, we we got all these Confederate statues that we fight for them right. to take. Down. We know exactly who those people are. Yes. Without an explanation, I would never know who that was. Right. I want his face flaunted, flaunted in front of Bostonians. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want that palatable. It, it's giving me very, um, this won't upset the crowd over there because you really can't tell or see what it is. It just looks abstract. No. Here you go, your little statue. Right. I want it loud, I'm confused, bold, and didn't the people, Didn't the black people, didn't the individuals of Boston as well as the black people of Boston vote on this? Because this was a historical once black neighborhood that this sculpture is located in. It wasn't like you guys are making it seem like it was just this 
fly by night. No black people had any input into it. And because the masses have made this a trend that, that it's something ugly, you're jumping on that train. I, I just, I have to disagree. Uh, well, the black have, people that voted on it were out of touch. No, they didn't. Listen, they didn't take <laughs> a vote from the citizens and go, hey, citizens of Boston, do you approve? Well, of how do you know? They said, they said, they said that the Boston citizens decided on this. They said thousands of people were involved in this process. They I said there were there were committees, and I, I tend to agree that it probably was. I but highly doubt people came people of Boston. They're just I highly doubt people came out of their house during any of those elections, and that mess was on. And then, and the picture of it was on the ballot, and that they could say this is what we want. I doubt that highly. And I think when they say the people next, of Boston, next topic, you guys are being disrespectful to the artists, and you. The, well, we're not trying really to be disrespectful, sir. But I have I have the right to not like your art. It's ugly to me. It's right? ugly. It okay. looks like a heap of junk. You think it looks great. I think it's a heap of junk. Which one of us is right? Neither of us is right. Neither of us is wrong. It just is what it is. Yeah, I don't know if it's disrespecting the artists. You you have. You, you're not just there for positive for the for the accolade. Just like people might love or hate this show, we still gonna do our show. You know what I'm saying? I don't right. know. We personally don't like it, and you do. And hey, there there's an audience for the people that do like it, Al. And I think it looks like Dookie. All right. Well, on that note, that's not a high note, but we're gonna go to a commercial break. And uh, can y'all put your questions in the chat? Hey, do y'all like the statue? Let's ask the chat. Do y'all like the statue? Like, I ain't even gotta ask them. I know they don't. <laughs> All right. Y'all are horrible. We're not horrible, Al. He, he, is he a rich black That's man? horrible. That's an artist that's $10 million. That's a black artist that had to go out and raise money to freaking, um, you know, praise an icon, a civil rights He got icon. it wrong. He, he got, got it are, wrong. You guys Al are black, rich black making me wrong you're discrediting, you're discrediting his ability to raise money as a black artist. We, we got to go, you guys. create art for hey. a racist town. It's just not. Al, we got to go to commercial. We can finish this later. We, we got to go to commercial break and we can argue on the other side. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to TGIF. Now, before we went to break, we had a heated discussion about the Boston statue uh, dedication to Martin Luther King and Coretta Scott uh, King and... Uh, Al is definitely pro artist and, and, and is definitely defending this artist and, and, and Funky and I are on the other side. We asked the chat what they said. There's a lot of dookie emojis and um, let me see. Let's see, New York City before me says Al is blinded by successful black men and wannabe love says Al is <laughs> on the wrong side, LOL. They said, Al, you always try to take a different approach. Let me see if I find some positive things for, from Al. No, Anybody? you surely won't find anything I'm positive. I'm trying to find it. I'm trying to find I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to find I'm trying to. Surprise. Koya says, there I go, Al, defending rich black man. That sculpture is trash. Oh, damn. Carol says, Al, the artist didn't do a good job on the statue. Uh, I'm sorry, Al. I'm trying to find you some love. Any, anything positive? Now they're putting trash emojis, trash can emojis. It's just weird because it it, it is, it, and granted, I get that Black people, we are not a monolith, right? I know that. Yes. But it feels like the lion's share of Black people's response to this statue is negative. So I am just really fascinated by who these Bostonians were whose opinions differ so much from the herd. We got one in the chat. King Feline says, I'm from Boston. We will, you know what? Maybe people will warm up to the statue. I don't know. Maybe it'll grow on us. 
Al, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, the people of the Bostonians in our chat have spoken. All right, y'all, listen, a Delta passenger in Atlanta grabbed a fire extinguisher and sprayed the terminal after she was caught stealing chicken wings from Buffalo Wild Wings. Take a look. Uh, every time I hear these stories and fighting and chicken, I'm like, please don't let it be us. But I know it is. I just know it is. Uh, Al, what do you think? She wasn't. She wasn't black, was she? I thought she was a white female. I couldn't tell. She I'm looked not, white. I, I think she's oh, a she white was? female. Yeah, she's she, a white well, female. Well, we can say that she wasn't black. Okay. Okay. I just be praying, like, please don't let it be us. Please don't let it be us. The stereotype. So, okay. No, we don't be at Delta. We be at Spirit in Southwest. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Not me, girl. <laughs> Go ahead, Al. Talk about this white. Lady. Oh no, I, I just, I, I just felt like to me, it just felt like she had way too much time uh, to do these types of things. What, where was security? Where was police? Why did it take them so long to show up um, to even apprehend her or to stop her? That's my question. You, you want to know? You know that that question about where was security and where was police? It always baffles me, right? Because. In all honesty, they can't be five feet away from everything at every minute of the day. I mean, maybe they were at the other end of the terminal, but mental illness is real, y'all. And, and I keep hating to, to, to just throw everything in the mental illness bucket. But this is just not rational behavior. It's giving um, maybe she couldn't pay for the chicken wings because she had too much liquor. Uh, something was just very off with this. And we all know since 9-11, the airport is the last place you even want to sneeze without putting your hand over your mouth, yet alone take the fire extinguisher and cause this type of scene. Al, did she end up getting arrested? Oh, yeah, she was apprehended. Um what was it? But she claims that someone else paid for her food when she was in line at the Wild Wings, and that's why she walked away with the wings. So let's see how this plays out, because we know in Miami, when that other black female threw the, the monitor and all that stuff, police showed up really quickly, arrested her and charged her with three different charges. So we've got to see. We've talked about conflict resolution on the show before. Once again, people cannot resolve simple issues anymore with a conversation. It always escalates to these incidents and people being arrested and dragged off, fire extinguishers, fighting. Chick We're talking about chicken wings, y'all. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Chicken wings. You see people rolling up to the drive-ins and trying to throw drinks at people, assaulting folks over French fries. Mm -hmm. Are we, has the world always been this mad or are we just extra on edge from the pandemic and everything? Or are we just hearing about it more because of, of the media? I don't know. I kind of feel like the world's getting worse, but I don't know. And listen, I'm all for showing my ass if the situation calls for it, but I just don't think being, hey, ma'am, you need to pay for your chicken wings warrants you, you know, spraying mesothelioma all over the place and getting that fire extinguisher stuff in people's lungs. Right. Oh, speaking of getting stuff on people's lungs and faces, on a recent issue of Carisha Please, Young Miami told Trina she enjoyed golden showers. Young Miami said, I don't know. It just do something to me. I don't even know which one of y'all to go to first on this one. Al, because you know he like it. Go to Al. Al, 
Uh, you, I, you said you went to Golden Showers, right? Yeah, I meant to giving them and receiving them. But I really felt like that Carisha was actually giving us a front seat to maybe what her and P. Diddy's kink maybe all over Twitter and IG you see they're making this joke that not P Diddy but P E E Diddy so hey maybe she was letting us know how her and P Diddy gets down you what why do you like receiving golden showers Al what is it because it's warm I just felt like well the first time it ever happened I just thought that I was doing an amazing job and she was like was really into it Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a, that's how I first started getting into it. But um, now I just, I don't know. It's something about the warmth. Have you ever gotten one from a guy? Um, yeah, probably. I can't remember. And you'd be peeing on them. You'd be spraying them. Like, take that. Take that, take that. <laughs> uh, spraying them. I don't know about spraying them. But yeah, you know, it's not, it's not, you can't just spray them. Because you got to remember, it depends on where you do it. If you do it in the shower, it's cool which is most of the places that I've experienced them. But in bed, you got to remember, you got to clean that up. Thank you. It's just <laughs> the unsanitary nature of the act for me. And while Carisha is not the most regal of people and we don't expect her to be um, Princess Diana, when production put that picture up of her, I just saw a beautiful black woman on the rise. And I just don't think, you know, being peed on is just something that needs to be going hand in hand with your legacy and this new level of stardom. And listen, I'm one to talk because I'm very transparent and I pride myself on being a brand that's transparent, but just let's, I don't know. It's just degrading to me. I I, I don't know. I don't like it. Uh yeah, like the big picture. Like I know I get people saying, "Oh, Claudia don't like to answer things." I think I just think some things are just for your private like life and for the people that are involved. And I just feel like this era of just everyone telling everything is just like. And you're right; she is a young rising star. She's beautiful. She's super hot right now. She's killing the game. And I, I like I'm a. I'm, we're gonna think about this. We always equate like golden showers. It's gonna be a thing with her, you know. And I don't know, I'm torn between uh, it's cool to be transparent, but then I'm also like, do we need to know everything? Do I need to see you on the toilet? Do I need to know all this stuff? But who am I talking to you right now? I'm talking to y'all. I just seen your dirty draws on the Instagram yesterday. So <laughs> I, I, they, they were sweatpants. I'm classy enough to not put my drawers on Instagram. Oh yeah, they went Remember, in the trash. Remember he tossed them in the trash. Because they would- No, he tossed yeah. them in the trash. <laughs> yeah. Classy base. Okay. All right. Moving on. I don't know. I don't know you guys. All right. On a recent interview with Vlad TV, Smokey Robinson claims he had an affair with Diana Ross while he was married. Uh, Robinson said, yes, it lasted probably longer than it should because I was married at the time. He added that happened later after I got married, after I got them signed up at Motown. And that's when it started. What are your thoughts on this claim and Smokey telling the business? I got some Smokey tea too, by the way. Al, what do you think? 
you know, I guess which the part that he's telling it or the part that is happening. So I'll start with the part that he's telling it. I think it was in reference to a question because we don't know Smokey to be, you know, like gossipy or whatever. I don't I, you know. I didn't catch it as he was kind of shading down a Ross or anything. But as far as that has happened, that doesn't surprise me because we know all the shenanigans that was going over there with Barry Gordy with his eight kids and six baby mamas and everybody on that label dropping it low and spreading it wide. The best part about this story that I liked was the fact that he said that Donna Ross did not give him the time or day until after he had signed with Barry Gordy at Motown. That was funny to me. Mm. Al, I mean, Q, what you think about this, about Smokey spilling the tea? I mean, it's given Diana Ross was passed around teas for me. Like, <laughs> it, it's, it, it's just, it's given that she had some of that passed me around energy because Smokey was married. She knew he was married. Um, I was upset at first, but then once I found out that Diana had actually spoke about their rendezvous in one of her books, um, Smokey wasn't doing anything messy. I mean, she had already put it out there. I would have felt differently if he would have been disgracing her legacy or putting her on blast. But since she was already comfortable talking about it and she put it out there, I mean, hey, you know, Smokey's been in the business and he knows that these interviews need to be spicy and to get yourself back out there, you got to give us bits and pieces. And that's why I always say I got to save some for my memoir. And that was one of the things Smokey probably saved for his memoir. So, Smokey and I, we play in a Jeffrey Osborne celebrity golf tournament every year. So I don't want to like, you know, I have nothing bad to say about him. That's my boy. I think he's cool as hell. I love him. Um, so there's some tea that ties into the prices, right? From back in the day. Back in the day, one of the models was fired from prices, right? One of the old school models, right? And allegedly the tea is how the whole prices right situation fell apart was because Smokey was messing allegedly with one of the girls. Now he was, I don't think he was married at the time. But Bob Barker was messing with this lady. And when he found out that she had been with a black man, he did not like it. That is alleged, 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 alleged. That was what the tea was when I was on set. That's what people saying. So when they fired the old school girls, that made way for me and the other two younger girls to come through. And it changed the whole cast of the show. Now, that is major tea, y'all, that -hmm. went down allegedly at Price is Right with Smokey. So Smokey been doing his thing for a second. Shout out to Smokey Robinson. All right, y'all, we um, are going to go to commercial break and uh, hopefully we are still on the air when we come back. (laughs) Hey, Bob Barker. Bob will get us shut down. (laughs) Is he alive? Yeah, yeah. We'll be back. All right, guys, welcome back to TGIF. Shout out to everybody in the chat. Make sure you get your questions in for the three of us for the end of the show. All right, y'all, you know what time it is. We all know how important sleep is to our overall health and wellness. Well, let me tell you about GhostBed, the best beds in the game. GhostBed is a family-owned business that's been designing high-quality sleep products for more than two decades, and their 50,000 positive reviews show just how awesome they are. From luxury mattresses to premium sheets that get softer with every wash, Ghost Bed is your go-to for all things sleep. Plus, if you sleep hot, every Ghost Bed mattress is designed with cooling in mind, including materials like their signature Ghost Ice Fabric. Now with Ghost Bed, you get fast and free shipping, plus a 101-night 
sleep trial with free returns. So trying out a mattress is truly risk-free. Now you can even take their online quiz to find the ideal mattress for your sleeping style. Shipping is free and fast and most orders ship within 24 hours. You can try your mattress for 101 nights with free returns. And you can even take their online quiz to find the ideal mattress for your sleeping style. I know Q, when you stay in bed till three, four, five o'clock in the afternoon and we can't reach you, I know that ghost bed pillow is the reason why. Tell us about it. You know what? I always tell y'all the ghost bed pillow. And I see so many of y'all have been in the comments now on our social media. Like, oh, I see your ghost bed pillow in the back. If this pillow is this amazing, I know that the ghost bed itself has got to be even more amazing. So those of y'all who buying these houses with your PPP money and all that, and you need a new mattress, I suggest you get a ghost bed mattress as well, because these sleep products, y'all, are second to none. All right. Al? What do you think about the ghost bed products? I know you you say you tend to sleep hot in the cooling fabric. Ghost yeah, bed. I love I love the cooling material behind it. I can only imagine if the pillow provides that for my head area that the mattress can provide it for my whole body. So I'm actually kind of excited to even try it. And, and, and the more we talk about it and the more benefits that I get from the pillow, I really think with my move to Los Angeles, I just might try out the ghost bed because it has really helped me with my headaches, my snoring. And like I said, you know, neck pain, no more cricks and all that great stuff. So I'm, a, I'm, I'm honest. I promise you, I think I'm going to try it out. Well, let me know how it feels for a limited time. Ghostbed is offering our viewers 30% off Ghostbed mattresses plus two free luxury pillows or get 40% off when you bundle a mattress with their award-winning adjustable base. Now, I have some Ghostbed products on the way and I cannot wait to get them. To find your perfect mattress, use promo code T at ghostbed.com slash T. Look, you don't want to miss out on these savings. Again, that's promo code T at ghostbed.com slash T. And uh, Al, let us know if you really do that, if you get that bed. It seems like they have a sure. sale. They have good, you know, good discounts on, especially with, you know, us working with the show, with the products. All right. All right, moving on to Transparent is sharing their story on how they got pregnant during a one-night stand while going through their medical transition. 36-year-old Danny Wakefield came out as transmasculine, which is a person assigned female at birth, but who identifies with masculinity at the age of 25. Now, Wakefield also identifies as non-binary and queer. In April of 2020, Wakefield found out that they were pregnant after having a one-night stand with an unnamed man. Wakefield told Newsweek, I've known for my entire life that I've wanted children. And I knew before I transitioned that I would want to carry at least one child. Wakefield added, often when people are transitioning, they might freeze their eggs. I also thought about how I would feed my baby when I had my double mastectomy. Those small decisions had to be made and I don't regret them one bit. Al, what are your thoughts on the story? Ooh, this was a lot to process, but I think in my understanding and educating myself, I, I, if I understand this correctly, is that he or no, they, they don't non-binary. So they they um, have always wanted to have a kid. 
So this was their opportunity to have a kid. Um, from the pictures, it looks like that they are that they are a very nurturing father, um, and that the kid is being raised, you know, in a very happy home that's safe. So I mean, although it's alternative, although it's different, although optically it looks different, um, I have to give the thumbs up for anybody that uh, wants to have a kid, has a kid, has a healthy kid, and, and offering a loving environment for that kid to grow. Okay. Q, what you think? Um, I'm glad that the child's been taken care of, right? In, in a great environment, whoop you do. Um, I'm not here for it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just simply not here for it. And I'm, and, and I'm not going to mince my words here. Um, from my understanding and the big push has been, you feel like you have been this one thing and that you were born in the wrong body. That That is the cell that we have been given. That is what we, we, we are now trying to process and wrap our reign around. So if you are a man, be a man. And then I think you, you, you say, I read and I'm paraphrasing here. He said, he said something to the effect of, um, why not? Yes, I'm a man, but why not take advantage of my female organs? Um, you say you identify with being a man, but you've done one of the most womanly things possible that one could do. And so I just don't, I think it's a slippery. So I'm evolved enough to get with the program. If that's what we're going to be on that everybody and every gender can just have kids. And that's just the plan that we live on. I can get with the program. But I think it's going to be very hard for the masses to get with the program when you're trying to sell us that you're supposed to be a man, but you want to cherry pick pieces of being a woman. I think it undermines the movement. Well, I'm not going to dare step into this because it's just too confusing. It's too hard to keep track of they, he, she, like birthing person, chest feeding. I, I, this, the new terminology. So I'm just going to go on to the next, like y'all be saying. That's what I'm going to do. They must have uh, been eating your ass up, Claudia, in the comments about the trans stuff. I know. They think I'm trans. Not me, girl. She said she didn't want to touch it. I'm not doing it. Y'all can have it. I'm I tired. You. I can't. You, you damned if you do, you damned if you don't. So we're going to talk about 3LW, okay? <laughs> Former member Kylie Williams, uh, Williams recently told Carlos King that she had been in an entanglement with B2K group members Rasby, Lofis, and Jay Boog. Now, she uh, responded to King's rumor mill and said, I think I said entanglement with all of them except for Marion. Everybody has their bleep days, so let's have them. We can look back in them days when we were older and be like, yeah, I was out there, dot, 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 dot. What are your thoughts on this alleged entanglement? Q, let's start with you. What do you think about this? Was it all the same time, like, what I'm deducing, honey, her middle name is Amtrak. Okay. Was this sound like a train was being ran somewhere in that bad boy? Um, I don't know, but I ain't listen. Y'all know I'm very sex positive. So um she she is right. You do want to look back on your 20s and be like, child, I had fun or whatever. But um, I don't know that I would have told it. You know, unfortunately, and, and, and Claudia, you know this, it's not fair. Women don't get to do the things men do and receive the same type of criticism. And that's probably not going to change in this lifetime. I don't know that I would have waited to get her age, have kids and stuff to reveal that I let three members of a group um, do something with me because it makes you look like a whore. Mm. All right. Al, what do you think? Do you think it's making her look like a whore? 
Um, I think we've had this conversation on the show a couple of times before. Um, I thought it was interesting that a woman actually was forthright and honest about her sex partners. So I think it's pretty hard to slut shame someone when they're the one bringing it forth than someone else. Like, I know, Claudia, you've been very vocal on this show about men who talk about all the women they have sex with and you're not here for it. What are your thoughts on her just sitting here as a woman on a platform talking about all the sex partners that she's had? I mean, it's it's dope if you're comfortable to share it. I, again, I'm just not of the school of sharing everything. Uh, I think it's good to leave a little bit of mystery about you. I really do. I don't think everything's for everybody's business, especially if you're a mom. But I'm not, you know, hey, if you're comfortable talking about your sex life, that's fine. You know, I don't want to, but to each their own. You know, I, it mm. just I, I don't like giving people ammunition to later on use against me later on. And that's exactly what's going to happen. Mm. And I, I, you know, but hey. She she bagged all three of them. I wonder who was the best. I think Lil Fizz was in the comments asking me like who was the best. But we gotta tell the <laughs> truth, y'all. It does look bad, and I know it's not fair, right? Because men can do it and be praised, and women do it and they're looked down upon. True. I know it's not fair and it's not right, and it should be equal for everybody. But unfortunately, it isn't. This looks bad. All right, we're moving on. A nurse shared on TikTok that she nursed her cheating husband back to health. After a near fatal car crash, only to discover that he was che- she was cheated on again once he fully recovered. Now, uh, Kate Sefuente said she was overwhelmed with guilt after the car crash because she feared that he was attempting to respond to her text message before the crash. She felt bad. So, but after spending months of nursing him back to good health, Sefuentes discovered that he had been using his reacquired motor skills to cheat on her again. What would y'all do? Al, what are your thoughts on the story? You know, back to health, only if I'm cheap. Claudia, I think we should get into this because this is really good and we're going to need some time to let this segment breathe after commercial. All right. Welcome back to TGIF. Once again, it's Friday, so make sure you put your questions in the chat for the three of us, and we'll get to them at the very end. Now, before we went to break, we talked about a woman on TikTok who was talking about how her husband was in an accident. She nursed him back to health after a near-fatal crash, and she found out that he cheated on her, like using his little newly recovered motor skills to cheat on her. Al, what do you think about this? Oh, man, I just felt sad for her. But she's 24 years old. She does have two kids. So I do understand why she took him back. And, you know, the fact that he couldn't walk, he couldn't eat, he couldn't talk. She's got kids. So I see why she took him back. But listen, once a cheater, always a cheater. Right. And and in this in this instance, that 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 saying couldn't be any more clear. But she's young enough to rebound. She's young enough to find another um, happy relationship and move forward. Okay. It's giving diary of mad, of mad black woman. Mm-hmm. Like I, I want her to nurse him back to help find out he did he did that and whoop his ass again. Like I'm like, what? Like, damn, can you wait a little bit of time? It's like the story. There's a story about a woman that gave someone uh, her husband a kidney. Mm-hmm. What was that? Was that one of the, oh, was that George? It was an entertainer? I don't want to say. I remember, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then he like left her. Q, what you think about this? Um, listen, y'all. This is what it looks like when somebody fundamentally doesn't want you. You know what I'm saying? Like when somebody cares for you and nurses you out of, you know, a coma or a bad accident and you still don't find enough 
uh, humanity in yourself or that person to respect them and to honor them and for what they've done for you. Um, it just shows that they fundamentally do not want you um, and that you actually did yourself a disservice in taking him back the first time. But lesson learned. Um, I like to look at my glass half full versus half empty. And I think that this man actually did her a bigger favor than she knows. Yeah, especially yep. Get him out of there. And 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 he's gonna have to sit with that. Yeah. You know, a lot of times people like it hits them later on, like, damn, that was raggedy of me to do that. You know what I mean? You know, I, and, and and equally so, Claudia, I'm not a fan of people staying in relationships they don't want to be in. Mm-hmm. I just don't like the way he did it. You know what I'm saying? And he probably stuck around longer and cheated on the down low because he probably did feel a bit of guilt. Dang, I really don't want her, but she did mm-hmm. take care of me. You know what I'm saying? Because it is kind of messed up for somebody to nurse you back to health and then you file for divorce. That looks jacked up. It just, it just was a lose-lose situation for all parties involved. I had a relationship with someone that got injured and I stuck around because it was almost career ending. And um, I was very much about to break up with him when it happened, but I felt that guilt like, you know, all right, let me not leave him at his low. She may have felt that way too. You know what I mean? And um, later on, I found out he was out there in the streets too. And I, we, we, we had an incident. We had an incident. Cause it's like, you think about all that wasted time. Like, I feel like when people cheat, you're just wasting time. You don't have to be unhappy with me and I don't have to be unhappy with you. We can both be unhappy with other people or happy with other people. You know what I mean? Like at a certain age, it's such a waste of time and so corny to like be cheating on someone where you could just leave them and live freely. All right, y'all. Moving on. That that was so reminder real quick. Make sure you get your questions in the chat for us so we can get to them before the end of at the very end of the show. Is it time for commercial? No, it's not yet. Okay. All right, y'all. Uh, let's get into this next story. Funky, we have another crazy story in Florida. Your people's oh, an ex-felon and former caregiver is accused of dragging an 87-year-old woman across the floor and using her as a mop to clean up dog urine. What is with Florida and pee? All right. Leonard Irvin Wayne Tucker was arrested in Florida and charged with elderly abuse. According to the arrest report, Tucker held her by her ankles while he pushed her body back and forth over the spot on the floor. Tucker then dragged her by her ankles around the living room before releasing her and walking back into the kitchen. Now, jail records show that Tucker was released from uh, the Escambia, 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 Escambia County Jail, Mm -hmm. and he's scheduled to appear in court on January 27th. Funky, what's going on with your peoples? You know, I don't know, Claudia, but this is really sad. Um, You know, you know, unfortunately, it's already done. If I this is the type of situation where. I don't want him to go to jail. I actually want him home so the family could go around there and kick his ass. All right. Like you just don't do this type of stuff to older people. And then it it made me want to say this to people out there. Y'all got family members who are in nursing homes or who have caretakers and stuff. Y'all go see about y'all people and don't just ask them how they're doing with the people present. Like take them for a drive Take them to the garden where they feel free to talk and, and and check on them because this type of thing goes on more commonly than we know when it comes to our elder people. Al, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I agree with Claudia. I mean, I, I agree with Q. I mean, the statistics are there. Since COVID, there has been an increase of 84 percent 
of elder care abuse. And, and I find that very, very, very sad. And the other statistic is that 10 percent of any of elders over the age of 65 are being abused by their caretakers or by family members. We're learning that family members are the key ones, Q, that are actually taking advantage and abusing these elderly people. As it relates to this guy, they need to send him back to jail because we know that he is an ex-felon. They need to not only send him back to jail, but they need to put him under the jail and throw away the key. I agree. This is one of the worst horrific examples. Like this is so disrespectful, so traumatizing, so mean. All right, y'all. Speaking of mean, don't be too mean to us with your questions. When we come back from our commercial break, the entire segment is going to be your questions to us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to TGIF since it's Friday. Now, before we go, we want to show some love to our fans in the chat and open up the floor for them to ask us anything. That music is always like, all right, what they about to ask us. All right. Um, Okay. Jada Bordeaux says, do you guys feel happy with where you are currently in life? Uh, would you change anything or take anything tr- back tragically that affected your life? Oh, that's a deep question. So I don't know how much time we have that. If we can give a quick answer to that. I'm happy where I am and all the tragedies in my life are what got me to this place. So I wouldn't change anything. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I agree. I, I'm happy, but I definitely do recognize I'm doing a lot of self-help books. Definitely do need therapy for some of the traumas. Cause it's not, if not, you're going to keep on doing the same, making the same mistakes. Uh, a little darling with a big story. Oh, this is a girl that makes all those highlight videos of us that I, I sent you guys. Oh, okay. Hey, girl. She is so dope. You guys follow a little darling with a big story. Question for Q. Who's a celebrity friend of yours that you we would be surprised that you know? Um, I don't feel comfortable a- answering that question. And the only reason why I don't is because somehow when y'all find out that I know somebody, then y'all start accusing me of being biased and writing for that person. So in order to protect the integrity of what I do, I've kind of adopted a policy where I'm not going to share with y'all publicly who I know in the celebrity world. So sorry for that. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay. Sorry. Ebony X, Claudia, would you or have dated white? Um, as pro-black as I am, once in co- this one time in college, he was uh, Greek and Italian, so he had a little tan to him. But yeah, I tried it. And some of the cultural things, there was some definite issues that I did not like. And he gave me a fake tennis bracelet. Okay. Um, uh, Brent Green, my question is for Funky. Why do you cut your brows? I don't. Y'all think I don't have eyebrows. I, I, I guess they just blend in with my skin. I have eyebrows, y'all. I don't cut them. Yeah, I know y'all pick at me, but I, I have eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> hey let me open up the floor to you guys do y'all have any questions for each other anything y'all want to ask each other any now how was la and what are you looking well, forward I, to it, it, it this returning to la well i got there tuesday and i left there thursday morning so i haven't i haven't really oh, seen man. it <laughs> but I'm excited. I'm excited i'm excited about it i got one for claudia claudia i know you were looking at houses i always thought that you weren't going to settle in Dallas. Like what, what's making you choose Dallas? Um, it's, it's one of the best housing markets in the country. Like I was like thinking about moving to New York. You guys know that about that. 
But until, uh, you know, there's some, until I'm there, there, uh, mm-hmm. I, I want to have some roots and I can always sell it. I think it's a good financial decision. So I have put an offer in a house. My offer was accepted. I oh, sent my money in. So uh, if all things fall into place with the finance and everything, which I'm already pre-approved, I will be having a, a new house uh, fe- March 1st. So yeah. What part? What part of Dallas? Well, I don't, I don't want to say on the air, but all it's right. uh, yeah, it's about uh, 15 minutes from downtown. Gotcha. Okay, I was supposed to sound like you have a party at Claudia's party at Claudia's house. High ceilings, it's beautiful too. So yeah, good, good for you. Is it one of the ones that you showed us on your videos? Yep, it was house number two. House number house two number that two. a lot of people yeah. liked. It has the most uh, bright, bright. I need like a lot of sunlight. So yeah. Mm-hmm. And Q, you. do you have Q? You got a crush on anybody? You like anybody? No, not 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 this week. Al, do you? You got a crush? <laughs> Mm, not this week. <laughs> okay. Maybe next week we'll have some more positive news. All right, y'all. I'm in Vegas. I'm going to go back to these tables. If you see me out here, come say what's up. Uh, let's say uh, thank you so much for watching us on YouTube. Y'all got to stick around for tracks and tales, and we will see y'all next week. Y'all have a great weekend, y'all. And I need y'all to be safe. Bye, Funky. soulmates. Funky. Have a good weekend, Funky. soulmates. Be careful out there with them, with them draws. You, listen, I'm, you see, I was eating my wonton soup, so I'm I'm staying in the house. I'm trying to get my digestion back on track. So we'll see. I'll talk to Anywho, you. Anywho, we'll forget y'all. Good night, soulmates. Call in at one o'clock and he'll be at the bar. <laughs>